You're listening to Talking I.O., a podcast about technology in the real world, where we discuss enterprise technology, how to sell it, and how it best helps your customers. Your hosts are Christian Cloud and Stuart Harmon, and we work for Dell EMC. Follow us on TalkingIO.com or on Twitter at TalkingIO. Thank you, everybody, for joining. It is another episode of Talking I.O., Christian Cloud is with me here today. Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, my name is Stuart Harmon. Uh, we thank you all for joining us. With us, we have our special guest from Dell Technologies, Boomi, Thameen. Uh, Thameen, if you'd like to introduce yourself real quick. Yeah, sure. Um, hey, guys. Uh, first of all, thanks a lot for inviting me here. Name is Thameen Khan. I've uh, been with Boomi for almost seven years now. Started off uh, with Boomi as a, as a consultant and then moved on to uh, sales engineering, and now I'm the principal solutions architect with Boomi. Awesome. So, hey, Christian and I today are in Hotlanta, Georgia. Uh, it's actually cool today, isn't it? Like, it's like 90. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely today is not a Hotlanta day, so it's a little bit cooler than normal. Um, considering we're from the pack northwest, it's been challenging, to say the least. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, we're here at our Technical Readiness Summit, Technical Resource Summit. I think is what we're calling it these days, uh, is where every SE and Dell gets out, uh, gets to meet us. So if you guys have, um, we've been trying to get introductions to teams that are in everybody's uh, local zip code. So as we come out on the road, we can come introduce uh, introduce you in, in person. I think that's kind of one of our biggest goals coming up for the back half of the year is making sure we get a lot of introductions and personal handoffs. Um, speaking of those, we've got, for those of you that are engaged, we're doing the data center road shows coming up. Um, look forward to meeting everybody. We'll be in Chicago, New Jersey, Miami, San Francisco, beautiful Auburn, Washington, and Richardson. So, like, since we've uh, been in Atlanta, like, is there anything pretty interesting that you've heard? And I mean, I know you've been out here as well. Um, any new announcements or anything specific that uh, that caught anyone here? Oh yeah. So um, I spoke to Ben, and uh, yeah, definitely Ben was talking to me a lot about. Uh, some of the things that um, uh, you know uh, uh, VMware is doing, and I think especially around hybrid cloud solutions, um, I think uh, Boomi is a great fit there. Uh, so that is something which I'm really interested to talk oh, about awesome. uh, today. You know, that, that was like it's kind of funny the cloud conversation. I had a, a session here a couple of uh, it was yesterday actually, and uh, the cloud conversation in general seemed to be the most lively and, and at times even heated discussion. There's a lot of. Uh, um, uh, it, it's new for not only partners, um, new concept for some customers, and just, and just people trying to define what it is and how, uh, and from a partner standpoint, how they want to participate in the cloud. So it's been really interesting to hear different viewpoints since I've been out here. One of the things I'm thrilled about you being on the call with us, though, is uh, <laughs> right. We are an infrastructure company for Dell EMC, and we answer the cloud with, I mean, some great workload mm-hmm. and automation tools, and and uh, you know. They had some introduction sessions for a lot of our teams on what is a container and kind of that product. Uh, you know, cloud is a business model. It's how are you addressing application issues? Uh, you know, you, you start looking past how do you solve provisioning faster, which I think is really a lot of what our answer seems to be uh, to what is cloud. So I, I'm thrilled that you're on with us, the name to, to kind of, there's more to it than that, right? Our CIOs, our line of business teams, our app development teams that our customers are the hardware they expect the infrastructure team out of, you know, out of your DevOps, you know, you, your infrastructure team's running that. Our customers aren't, those guys expect that to be done, but we're not looking at what are the other problems the application teams are trying to solve for. 
Yeah, definitely. Like you know, one of the sessions, it was really interesting because we had people from different segments in, in, in terms of uh, who would address what area of the business. So there was a DevOps. Um, we'd we'll actually like to get him on eventually as well. Um, and I had someone ask a little bit more on the clinical infrastructure side. So it was kind of interesting to see the moving pieces um, and how Dell can help a customer build a cloud solution. So, and again, like we're glad we have uh, a team on the line with Boomi, so we'll have like, some pretty good uh, um, information for y'all on the line. Um, Hey, one note, as we're getting into this, uh, you know, shoot out a live chat. We'll do a Q&A at the end like usual, uh, but shoot us a, a note in the chat. We can make sure we can inject any questions that you guys have. Yeah, sure. And uh, just to let you know, right, I've been fighting this battle for almost seven years with cloud and, like, you know, on-premise and stuff like that. So more than happy to answer questions around that. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we'll go ahead and get started on... Uh, we'll just jump right into yeah, the questions in the Q&A section. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Right, so, I mean, principal architect at Boomi, uh, it is Michael Dell's pet company. Uh, I think it's the coolest acquisition. I mean, I know EMC was the biggest thing ever done in the technology world. Uh, I still think Boomi is one sure. of the most forward-looking uh, acquisitions Michael Dell's made. It's just a really, uh, right, he, he brought it before AWS was everywhere, before I think even Google had a cloud platform. Uh, I thought it was incredibly it solves problems that weren't around when he bought it, right? Um, but so as principal architect, uh, what does that really mean? And what does that make your role in, in Dell Technologies world? And, and, and as part of that, where do you fit in the family? Yeah, sure, sure. So uh, you brought up very interesting points there, right? Uh, that Dell, uh, Michael Dell actually bought us, um, you know, even when AWS and GCP was did not even exist. So it's very interesting that uh, when I started off with Boomi, um, we are an integration platform as a service. That's where we fall under uh, cloud computing and all of the good stuff. So it's very funny that the same customers that I spoke to three, four years back who would not really understand, oh, what are you talking about? Or what does it mean that you know, you're know you on the cloud? Are the same customers who come back today to me and they're like, okay, we are really interested uh, in buying Boomi and things like that. So it's very, I just find it you know, uh, very funny that uh, the cloud technology in general has matured uh, over a period of time. Uh, so also having said that, uh, obviously, you know, Michael Dell has a vision. Uh, he wants, um, he wants to enable companies with digital transformations and stuff like that. So I would say like where Boomi fits into the Dell technology family, uh, think about it um, as the missing piece uh, in the puzzle, okay? And what, the reason why I say that is if you think about all the different offerings that Dell has today and think about it from a triangle perspective, that the bottom layer is hardware. That's where ultimately everybody needs hardware. Without hardware, you can't really do anything. So we have all the good stuff coming in from uh, in our Dell EMC uh, hardware. The next step on top of that, you want to make sure that you have all the software and the applications, right? And that's where VMware comes into picture, the operating systems and stuff like that. Then you have Pivotal Cloud Foundry, using which you can actually build different applications. Now, once you have uh, the hardware and the software, the biggest problem now is, okay, you have data silos. So how do you make sure that the data that is being uh, you know, stored behind all of these applications are actually being exchanged, right? And then you also have this cloud-first strategy where everybody is going and buying some applications which are on the cloud. For example, Workday, Salesforce. I don't know any organization today which works without Salesforce, right? Without Workday. So you have all of these applications sitting out there. So now the biggest challenge is that you want to exchange the data between all of these applications. And that's where Boomi is a good fit because Boomi will enable you to unlock the data and exchange the data between all of these different applications. 
So does that make sense? Absolutely. Uh, it's a bit of a side note, but I was I was laughing at a customer of mine years ago. Uh, is when mm -hmm. first came out, he said, we're going to move to cloud, and we're going to move this to cloud, we're going to move this to cloud. And I know this is the simplest thing that Boomi does, but I said, you've been complaining at me for years now about supplier consolidation, and you want to have less to manage and an easier console to do it in, but you're going to take your data and you're going to put it in a million different places. How are you going to make it talk to each other and know where what's, what's where? Yep. And they, yep, exactly. they got up and left lunch real quick. And then, uh, you know, I think a week later we bought Boomi. I was like, all right, well, look, we have an answer for you, but... <laughs> You know, nobody was thinking about it. Everybody's just on a race out, and, and it would made it even more confusing than ever. Um, yeah. So, cool. So you have a product of family, a, a suite of families, right? Uh, in in this is a complex subject. So where where do you where do you start? There's there's a new business paradigm, the the bimodal IT paradigm coming out. So if maybe you could talk about what that is and how you're engaged there. Sure. And and as a part of that. How does the Boomi suite of products kind of fall into those mode one, mode two solution sets? Uh, I think that might frame up the rest of the discussion really well. Okay, yeah, definitely. So uh, the whole discussion around bimodal probably started off uh, two to three years back when Gartner came out, and it's a very Gartner-centric term. Uh, and uh, it is the whole paradigm ar around uh, digital transformation. And so uh, the bimodal IT is all about you know, um, what they talk about is, in order for you to survive today in the digital transformation era, the, the companies need to learn fast, okay? So the thing is, like, they need to learn fast, okay? Okay, uh, so so what I was saying was that from a bimodal ID perspective, the main, the, the whole philosophy is win fast, fail fast, but most importantly, learn fast, okay? And I'll get back to you why, what that, that actually means. Now, if you look at the projects, Traditionally, uh, the projects have been, um, you know, um, been these long projects where you go get requirements from the customer, uh, go back to your product, to your development team, go and build this, and after a year or two, uh, show that to the customer. So in that one year or two year, a lot of things have changed. The way that business is running has changed. Okay, uh, so that was one of the classic problems. So what uh, Gartner suggests with bimodal IT is that because of the fast pace that the technology is ev uh, evolving, you basically break down your projects into two categories. One is mode one and the other is mode two. And mode one are these traditional projects, right? You still need those projects because you still need long-term planning, strategy, and all of that stuff. But there are these projects which you need to, which you need to bring to market very, very quickly. Okay, wherein you're bringing your hypothesis to implementation as quickly as possible, and those are the mode two projects. Okay, now to put it very simply, uh, an example of this is uh, how you would see a marathon runner versus a sprinter, right? A marathon runner strategizes, he knows that, oh, I need to run these many miles, so I'll start off slow, I'll do this, I'll do that, versus a sprinter who just needs to go from point A to point B as quickly as possible, right? And when you when you have projects like that, and which are very common today, to have projects which need to be built as quickly as possible, uh, those kind of projects fall under mode two, and Boomi supports basically both mode one and mode two projects, and this is what is enabling digital transformation for many of our customers. Cool, so that fits a lot into, uh, you know, we're constantly talking today about DevOps and that fast fail model, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Move quick, develop quick, uh, you can't, to, to match the competition, you can't do a two-year release cycle. You need a two-minute release Definitely. cycle. Definitely. Uh, yep. 
We talk from Dell EMC about uh, the Phoenix Project being a great book for customers and for sellers to go uh, read and kind of understand what are the concepts, what is it solving for. Uh, it's a really excellent story there. From the app mm -hmm. dev world, is there a similar type of thing? Uh, do an agile methodology uh, no. or what are the reasons and concepts behind it? Maybe there's just no better book or resource. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like, I cannot suggest anything as of uh, now. But um, um, you know, I would say most of it is around you know digital transformation, and uh, we cater towards a lot of around around Gartner. Okay, so we read a, uh, and I spend a lot of time uh, reading around Gartner reports and trying to understand how exactly and where exactly the industry is moving. But as such, I don't know if I can suggest you any books. But I'll think about it and let you guys know if there are any books that I suggest. Go ahead, Christian. So I was kind of curious, like I know with, uh, um, when you're talking about cloud, there's different types of like platforms and servers. Like how would you define Boomi? Is it iPaaS? Um, um, like, like where, where, where does it fit in that in that paradigm? Yeah, so um, so everybody wants to be on the magic quadrant, right? So they start creating different categories and stuff like that. Um, and it's also very helpful. Uh, so if you think about it, um, there is infrastructure, which is where um, you know companies like AWS, Microsoft Azure, even EMC Hardware, WatchStream, all of them. So these are the companies which are providing you with infrastructure. So that's called IaaS. And then you have platforms that are built on these infrastructure, which means that uh, you can go and build your whatever you're trying to build, right? It can be a platform where you can go and build something related to IoT. Uh, something related to machine learning. So these are some of the, uh, these are called platform as a service. Now on top of that, uh, Gartner came off saying that, okay, uh, there are different platforms that are solving different problems, uh, but we need to create a specific quadrant for uh, the platforms that are solving the integration problem. Okay, and that's how iPaaS came into picture. Now iPaaS is, uh, is probably four year old. Okay, they just came up with the fourth uh, magic quadrant uh, this year, and we have been a leader for all the four years. But the interesting thing also to note is that we were in this business uh, probably eight to nine years back. So we would, I, I would say like we literally defined what this space is. Boomi was a pioneer in defining what iPaaS actually is. That, yeah, like that's pretty impressive. You know, I had a, um read some articles that you had wrote actually, and they're pretty good. Like you had um, um, had uh, talked about like serverless architecture and how it helps iPaaS. Uh, can you explain that in a little bit more detail? Yeah, so it's very funny, right? So everybody talks about serverless, serverless, uh, and is that the death of servers and things like that. But if you think about it, it's just another marketing term uh, that customer that you know big companies use, right? Um, so behind the scene, you still need servers, okay? Uh, what goes off is the fact that the customers don't have to manage and monitor those servers, right? So for example, Boomi is an iPaaS, uh, which says that you know, in order to access our platform, the platform is on the cloud, which means that in order for you to access our platform, all you need is a browser, a user ID and password, okay? Versus something which would be on-premise, in which case, you will have to buy those servers and you know you will have to buy that hardware and you will have to um, uh, you know uh, run these applications on your hardware what actually is shifting is instead of the hardware being on premise the hardware is going on the cloud and we are providing you with that managed service 
Okay, so that's what the whole concept of serverless is, is that you don't have to monitor or manage, somebody else do, does it for you, but obviously at the end of the day, the code needs to run on a server. Uh, so I just find that to be very funny, uh, but that's how uh, everybody talks about uh, the technology today. So it's interesting, and it, it leads me into a real question I have for you. So this is, and I was reading through, and by the way, we are speaking of resources, and I mentioned books, but the memes blogs out on the Boomi community are really excellent uh, overviews. Uh, he has a few out there that we've read through. We'll make sure we publish them in the show notes. Uh, I thought they were very clear and concise uh, and were very helpful to me. Um, so that being said, uh, so Boomi is a single instance, multi-tenant environment, yep. right? There's no, Dell doesn't have our own Boomi for our Salesforce integration. Are we the same part of the world's Boomi? Yes. So uh, single instance, multi-tenant is what so economics of scale, right? One is definitely from hardware because everybody's sharing the hardware and stuff like that. But the other interesting part, and that's where DevOps is a big thing, Lean IT is a big thing today, is that how do we make sure that we are automating things and how do we make sure that all our customers are on the same code line, okay? And that's where single instance multi-tenant comes into picture. So what we are trying to do is that every time we have a new release that is coming out, okay, which again ties back to digital transformation, we are giving you some value uh, out of every release and the value for that release is automatically propagated to all thousands of customers that we have, okay? And that's why we say that it's single instance, that means we have the master copy, okay? And then once we make change to the master copy, everybody who uses our software gets that update. Now, using that software, you can build whatever you want to build and that would be part of your IP and that would be part of your account. So that's how single instance multi-tenant works. So we still have a lot of customers that, you know, you don't hear it as much. I think every day you hear less of it, but, oh, we can't be in the cloud. We have X, we have Y, do we have Z? Um, mm -hmm. That says that we can't be in a shared environment, a multi-tenancy environment. Um, how are, do you run across that? Is that a challenge for Boomi or is, is oh, it? Oh, yeah. So it is. It's, a, <laughs> it's not the magic. Um, how do you deal with customers? And are there somewhere it's just not maybe the right answer because of, a perceived or a real security uh, concern? Yeah, so that's that's exactly the reason why I told you in the earlier uh, in the earlier in the conversation is that many of the customers I used to speak to four or five years back are coming back today saying that, okay, now we get it. Okay, now we understand what single instance multi-tenancy means, how you are sharing the resources and things like that. But even now, it's a big challenge, but I see that um, the discussions around this, uh, around that has reduced. Uh, the customers are much more matured and much more understanding about uh, the fact that this is where the industry is moving and they have to share resources and they cannot be so stringent about it. Um, we also, what we do is, uh, and there are some customers, right, who are still very stringent and they said, no, we need our own um, environment. Now, the good thing about the platform also is that we have an abstraction from the development versus the runtime, okay? So the development is a single instance multi-tenant, but the runtime, you can choose where you want to run the runtime, okay? So we have customers who will say that, okay, I don't want to run these processes on your cloud. I want to run these processes on my cloud of choice or on, on EMC hardware and things like that or the hybrid cloud model and stuff like that. So we provide you with that flexibility because you can now have the uh, runtime, which we call the Atom. Okay, that's why our platform is called Atom Sphere. 
so it's very funny. So then we have the molecule and we get into proton and things like that, which it's an interesting conversation to have. But anyway, so having said that, so because you have the flexibility for the runtime to be installed anywhere uh, that you feel that you want to, uh, most of the conversations that we have around the customers is completely reducing that, okay, I don't have to use your hardware, I can use something else? Uh, yes, you can use something else. So they're happy with that. So it, it, that kind of addresses another question I had right about, I think one of the challenges with the idea of uh, you're trying to get latency, low latency out of your applications. Mm -hmm. uh, so when you run the runtime, you can run it next to, physically next to what you're running your applications at and solve for some of those issues as well? Yes, they're definitely true. Awesome. Yep. You know, you had mentioned hybrid cloud a couple of times. Uh -huh. uh, and so I actually kind of want to back up because it has been a huge theme this week. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I actually wanted to back up and uh, see if you had some uh, input. You know, like you said, being in the call, VMware had talked about their hybrid cloud. And how do you see VMware's hybrid cloud solution and Boomi playing together based off what you just explained to us? Yeah, no, that's, uh, uh, I actually was in Austin a couple of uh, months back, uh, and we were talking to the, um, uh, me and Ben, uh, we were talking to the team there uh, about how exactly Boomi can be part of the hybrid cloud um, uh, environment. So, because the runtime, okay, that's the, that's the key. Because the runtime can be installed on any place, you can have the runtime installed on, uh, you know, the Dell EMC's hybrid cloud. So, using that, one of the biggest things that you're solving is that obviously there are some applications that are sitting on the cloud. There are some applications that are built on the uh, on the hybrid cloud, as well as there are some applications that are on-premise. Now, again, we need to exchange the data. How do we exchange the data? That's where Boomi comes into picture. Whenever you see that you know you need to send the data from point A to point B, Boomi is right there. Okay, that's a classic integration problem. You always want to exchange data. So I feel like, you know, that's where Boomi can add a lot of value, is just being part of the hybrid cloud where customers want to exchange the data from their on-premise applications over to the hybrid cloud or over to any cloud of their choice. That's pretty great. You know, like, I want to take a step back, actually, and ask yeah. you something that's a bit less technical. Sure. Um, who are your Boomi's customers? Like, what is an ideal Boomi customer? Like, yeah, so uh, the ideal Boomi customers are everyone. That's how that's how I would say. Anybody who has a database, <laughs> anybody who has a database, and they want to do exchange the data, and everybody has a database. And the whole world runs on database. So, uh, so jokes right. apart, but uh, yeah. So we cater to everyone. Okay, we have small mom and pop shops who are using Boomi just to run one integration process. Maybe they are using QuickBooks. Uh, you know, and sending that data over to some other database, they are, they are using Boomi. Then we have medium, uh, you know, SMB customers like iHeartRadio or like Snapchat or Girl Scout or, of America. They are using our solution to run like probably like 100 integration processes. And then we have the large enterprises of the world, right? Fortune 100, 500 companies such as, uh, you know, Chevron, G, Cargill, even Dell, for instance, right? Dell is also uses Boomi. Every time there's an acquisition, so Dell EMC acquisition, uh, the day one, the classic problem was they have to exchange the information between uh, the Salesforce instance of Dell EMC and the actual Dell uh, Salesforce instance. Boom, there was Boomi here, right there. Everybody knew that, okay, within couple of hours, we will be able to exchange information. And we are talking about hours, right? We are not even talking about days or, uh, you know, months. So so that's where uh, I feel like the customers find a lot of value proposition. We are spread all across 
Um, and that is more from a direct customer perspective. Then we also have OEM solutions like SuccessFactor, Stellio, you know, they are embedding our technology and you know, making sure that customers are able to exchange information uh, between their different applications. So I would say like, you know, pretty much we, we have all kinds of customers. Um, we don't cater just to LE or just to SMB. We have everyone and we cater to everyone. So this is one of the situations where, like, uh, I hate this phrase when people say "eat your own dog food." That that phrase, I think, is. <laughs> I was going to say that, but I was like, yeah. okay. <laughs> it drives me nuts when I somebody hear had that. to say yeah. it. <laughs> but but it's true. It is. It's right. Yeah. So I think that is one cool thing. Um, this is something that Dell bought, implemented. Uh, we all know it's in there because you know they told us, "Hey, we're federating with Boomi." Mm -hmm. um, and none of us complain, and we all complain because we all complain about the things that our own companies do constantly, right? Whatever they do to us, uh, we're all like, "This is really cool. Boomi works, and we're we're proud to sell it and have it a part of the the team, right?" Yeah. Um, I, I'll say this for you know for the people in the call that don't don't work for uh, for Dell EMC, like you know hashtag Stuart and I work for Dell Dell, and uh, um, the integration was smooth. So that's I mean it's it was seamless as far as I can tell. So yeah. It's, <laughs> so um, I have seen, it's been a while, but I've seen demos of the Boomi, the key Boomi product, right? Um, it, it is silly simple when you see that kind of drag and drop connector. Um, can you talk about that for just the ease of use for setting up real quick? And maybe uh, is there something on Boomi or is there a YouTube video where, where they can, everybody on the, our guests can get a, or our audience can get a quick feel for what it looks like and just how uh, oversimplified it, it, it is from a, at least your initial impression? Yeah, no, definitely. So our philosophy uh, is a configuration-based uh, approach when it comes to integration, right? Drag and drop, configuration, no code-based approach when it comes to integration, okay? So that's our philosophy. We try to minimize writing code as much as possible because um, integration is a very trivial problem, okay? And it's not rocket science. You don't have to sit and like figure out what and how and things like that, okay? But most of the time, we what we see is, uh, for example, let's say that you're trying to integrate with ServiceNow, okay, and Salesforce. Now, if you have a developer doing that, he has to go figure out, okay, what are the different protocols that ServiceNow, um, uh, you know, follows? How do I contact, connect to uh, ServiceNow? What are different operations that ServiceNow allows? Then you go to Salesforce, you figure out all of those things, and then you create connections, and you have to, you know, persist sessions, and it's just like, you know, it's just a nightmare uh, trying to do all of those things for a very, very menial task, which is basically you want to send the tickets that are created in ServiceNow as a case in Salesforce. Very, very simple use case, right? And you, and that might take, it might be a project in itself, but in Boomi, because we abstract all of that. All you have to do is input your Salesforce credentials, input your ServiceNow credentials, and Boomi will automatically get the metadata for you and will show you in a visual way, here is how a ServiceNow ticket looks like, and here's how a Salesforce case object looks like. What do you want to do? Which field do you want to map? And again, it's graphical. You just pull the fields from source to destination, and the mapping is done right away, and then you can put that on a scheduler, and you can just chill, and every one minute or every five minute, is gonna go ahead and grab all the new cases that we created in ServiceNow and push it over to Salesforce, okay? So again, abstraction, the biggest value proposition is the fact that you don't have to understand anything about those end applications in order to build these integration. Your developer can concentrate on more valuable things, okay, instead of trying to figure out these nitty-gritties of integration. So I would say that's how 
uh, Boomi, uh, you know, helps uh, with a lot of our customers. Is that something they can find? Just at least I know there's oh, yeah. a like a, a a demo or a walkthrough or a visual on that. Is that a like a, just pull a Boomi on YouTube or go to the Boomi.com site? Is you can go to Boomi.com site um, and you can actually we provide a 30 day trial. Okay, so you can sign up for a trial. Um, you know, for 30 days, uh, we have whole. Um, you know, we have the training available publicly. Uh, the help docs are very helpful, uh, so uh, you can definitely use a help doc. And we also have a community on Boomi, uh, and that's where my blogs are, right, which you were referring to. Uh, it's a very vibrant community. We have a lot of people, you know, constantly, uh, you know, helping each other out. Uh, so I would say a combination of the trial uh, and uh, community and the help docs. And my and I I would say like I challenge you okay I can challenge any I can I'll challenge everyone here is that within the 30 day period I am pretty sure that you will be very very comfortable in building an integration process that flows between two different applications. So that's how easy it is to basically build those integrations inside Boomi. That's wonderful. So uh, you know I remember I was selling IBM back in the WebSphere days many okay. many years ago, right? Service-oriented architecture, and yep. you'd sit through these classes, and they talk about the, the hundreds of thousands of dollars in, in services that you'd get out of your customers to go plug app one to, or database one to database two or app one to app two. Mm -hmm. um, is it, it, have you really simplified, the, and you've got, again, your blog is great on the microservices and how it's kind of a second, you know, take two on, on SOA. Um, mm -hmm. Does it really solve so many of those problems? Yes, definitely, because I think like one of the challenges with SOA was the fact that um, many of these vendors started introducing their own protocols and started branding that as an ESB. And because of which it became very, very heavy and it almost became political to actually create anything um, inside uh, an ESB because there was a centralized team and everybody has to go, go through the team and things like that, right? So what we do is there are really some very, very good things uh, from an ESP perspective, and we support all of those different architecture designs. But on top of that, we are also constantly, because our technology is constantly evolving, uh, and uh, one of the good things about, the, um, about a cloud product or a SaaS-based product is the fact that any new, um, you know, uh, any new technology that comes in, it's very easy to incorporate it as well as to refactor your processes to uh, to basically accommodate accommodate that new code, and uh, Boomi is definitely able to solve that. Uh, you know, uh, be it support for SOA, uh, we don't have any proprietary protocols or anything like that. We just support industry standard protocols, uh, and then also the fact that um, you know we are able to support microservices today uh, really really makes it very easy to solve all the problems that you have encountered with SOA. Wow, that's. It becomes more and more clear why Michael Dell bought uh, Boomi. Yep. <laughs> why yeah. you were such a great win there. Um, yeah. I, have, I have a question. Like, uh, you know, what's how is it? Like, what's the pricing model for this? Like, is that is it more? This is more of a service play. I was kind of curious of how what a pricing, what the pricing model looks like. Yep. So, um, so it was really interesting, right? A lot of our customers ask me, and they also try to compare with our competitors as to how they price it. Now, so, so as an integration, uh, uh, you know, or as a uh, CIO of a company, what are some of the things uh, that you can predict? You can predict the, uh, from a strategy perspective, the number of applications that you're onboarding, 
uh, that okay today I'm gonna you know uh, kill my PeopleSoft instance and buy a workday or kill my Oracle instance by CRM so you know that so that's part of your strategy what you don't know is the amount of data the uncertainty is the amount of data that will go through from one application to the other and you also are uncertain about how many users will be using the platform in order to build all of these integration processes. So Boomi's pricing model is based on predictability as to what you can predict. And the one thing, the one thing that the CIO can predict is the number of applications that are to be retired or to be onboarded. So we charge on the different applications that you're connecting. So for example, if you're connecting to Salesforce and ServiceNow, that means you're buying two connectors from us and we charge you for those two connectors you can build as many sorry, as many processes as you want inside them, and you can run as much data uh, between these applications, and we won't charge you for that. Wow, so you won't get the uh, surprise you're now spending $200,000 a month in AWS or somewhere? No, 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 no. So, and kind of to piggyback on that question too, um, is, is, is Boomi able to partner with the channel community and uh, building solutions for their customers? Building solutions, or or providing providing service. I apologize. In terms of providing uh, Boomi services, are you able to work with channel partners in, in providing uh, the services for our customers? Yeah. So uh, we are. Um, so as I said, you know, Boomi is also used as an OEM solution, right? And when I say OEM, you can think about it as success factors who is using our technology, um, you know, under and reselling us. Uh, basically, at the end of the day. Uh, so that's one way that we have always got gone to the market, uh, saying that that's how we want to see. But having said that, uh, we are um, you know we are uh, working on creating a portal uh, using which uh, all our partners, including channel partners, uh, can easily onboard themselves and be able to uh, resell our tech, uh, resell our technology to others. No, that's great. We have um, you know uh, we're also working on uh, right now. It's sold. For our channel partners through a referral fee we're working on getting it integrated more into your normal how you would work with microsoft or or uh aws or google for uh, mm -hmm. their cloud platform services um so that's more to come and i, and I really feel like uh, boomy's value is the ability to up level ourselves in front of our customers and say oh you're working on you've just acquired a company and you don't know how to make the two talk you know you need to have that data in one Oh, you're you're trying to move towards this new microservices model, or you're trying to move to a hybrid cloud. Um, instead of saying that's not, we're hardware guys, or you know we're app guys, or you know we we have an answer for you now. And I really think that helps us up level ourselves into our customers' environment um, as we Definitely. do that. So and, some of the other things, probably sorry, just just uh, saying, just to give you some other no, places please. where Boomi can be a good fit is EDI is one classic problem that I see today. Customers who don't want uh, to basically build any EDI processes, so they want to outsource EDI. So Boomi supports EDI, Boomi supports you know API management. We just spoke about microservices. We also have a solution called MDM, which is called Master Data Management, uh, which helps you uh, manage your um, golden records and stuff like that. And we also have a big strategy around IoT. Uh, so Boomi fits very well into an IoT paradigm. Uh, so it brings a lot of value uh, in an IoT solution. And we are actually. Uh, certified on the Dell um, uh, Edge Gateway. Uh, Boomi is certified on the Dell Edge Gateway. So just again, some of the, it's, it, is, it, is, it can get really like, you know, Boomi can be used in a lot of places. Okay, so it's just like, you know, very, uh, very, uh, you know, versatile uh, uh, technology to be used. 
I had heard Docker being mentioned a lot during this uh, conference, uh, you know, during this week. Uh, does Boomi support Docker? Yeah, so one of the good things about our CTO, uh, Michael Martin, who comes from IBM, he was a distinguished um, engineer uh, from IBM. Uh, he is, uh, and as a company, you know, we are very future thinking, and um, we had the Docker, uh, you know, containerization ready when, uh, you know, Docker, uh, during the first Docker con that uh, Docker had, okay, two years back or three years back. So we do support containerization where you can go up and spin up uh, an atom as quickly as possible. Uh, so we, we definitely support Docker. Uh, also, uh, we are listed on uh, PCF uh, Marketplace. We have a tile on PCF, Pivotal Cloud Foundry, where you can actually go and install the atom uh, from the PCF tile. We are also listed on AWS Marketplace. Uh, so you can actually go and uh, uh, you know, install the atom from the uh, from the AWS marketplace itself. So uh, yeah, so we are there are different ways of installing the atom, and Docker is one of the ways that we support. So just to make sure, right? It's it's all the atom products. So Boomi and Atom is kind of the key core product that your our customers are using. Yeah. So Atom uh, Boomi Atomsphere is a platform on which you build your integration process, and Boomi Atom is a runtime which will help you uh, or which will enable you to choose where you actually want to run your um, you know, integration process. And the reason being, so this is another important thing, the, the reason being, whenever your processes are running, the processes, the data does not flow through our platform. The data is always flowing from one, pro from one application to the runtime, which is the Atom, and then to your other application. Okay, so that's another important thing to note there is the data does not flow uh, to our cloud uh, in order for it to go from one application to the other. That is, that's pretty cool. Yep. Um, so I'm talking to my customer and I hear some of these keywords, uh, Salesforce integration service now integration, right? I'm trying to build new EDI, yep. uh, acquire and assume a company. Uh, I need to bring you out to my customer. Yep. Um, how do we engage you? And then who do you want to talk to when you get out there? So, like who, who do you think is the person that, that, that you can really, they'll go, oh my God, I can't believe this is, I didn't know about this. Yeah, so obviously the C-level executives, uh, you know, we can go in and talk about the strategy and how, they, how we can, uh, you know, really, really help them in the journey that they are going through uh, from a digital transformation perspective. Uh, chief architects, uh, you know, enterprise architects, they are very interested in understanding um, system integrators uh, and people who own the applications, right? Uh, uh, the manager who owns SAP, S Salesforce, Workday, these are the customers who really care. These are the people who really care as to, oh yeah, I have a problem. I understand what integration is. I understand what the problem is. How effectively can you solve my problem? Okay, so these are probably the people that we would uh, we would uh, you know, have a good interaction with. Great, and then to engage you, I'm assuming I just find Ben or one of his sales peers and they'll help get you yep. or one of your team members right out for us to, to get in front of the customers. Yes, definitely, definitely. And I guess to really engage you, uh, Boomi World's coming up. Yep, Boomi World is, uh, this is our first uh, user conference. Um, it's gonna be awesome fun. Um, we, are, we are gonna have it in San Francisco uh, from uh, September 28th to 23rd, okay, so it's gonna be pretty interesting. Um, so I'll be talking there again, uh, because one of the key things, one of the things that I do is, I'm, uh, I, I, hold, I hold different hats in the company because I've been in the company for a long time, so 
I'm the architect as well as I, sometimes I've been called the opinion chief opinionist also in my company. <laughs> That's one uh, you know title uh, that I that I get. And then I also evangelize the product a lot, right? Uh, so I'll be giving a much more detailed talk on some of the trending, uh, future trending technology, uh, such as uh, you know bimodal IT and microservices, serverless architecture, and blockchain. So those are some of the things that I'll be talking about. That will be very interesting. So, so is this open to partners and customers alike? Yes. Is this uh, is it okay? Excellent. It's open yeah, for it, everyone. We can yeah. register, and we can like, and if there's somebody who's really interested. Uh, we can definitely make sure that you know we are able to get them there. We have some group discounts and things like that. So anything and everything that's possible, we will do it on, on our end to make sure that you guys, if someone's interested, they, are, they can make it to the conference. We'll make sure we put that information on the show notes for the for the uh, for the audience. Cool. Absolutely. Uh, all right. So we got that. So I'll be posting up your your blog links, right? And I'm sure people can access you through there. Is there a best way? Is there a, a Twitter that you're active on, or a LinkedIn, or something where uh, folks can follow you or get out and get in touch with you? Yeah, LinkedIn is I'm, I'm uh, mostly on LinkedIn, but yeah, I'm, I'm not so regular on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, I would if somebody tweets, I'll definitely reply. <laughs> <laughs> if I remember to look at it, I might get there. Um, I, I did have a question, or, or maybe a comment slash question, right? So as you're talking bimodal IT, uh -huh. uh, the, the Gartner buzz phrase, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we talk about the cost optimization curve from our, our IT transformation, right? So we talk digital IT and workforce and security. Um, and as we talk about optimization curve, it sounds like the exact concept, right? We're going from very traditional IT monolithic applications um, to the second mode two, right? The uh, cloud native, cloud optimized, uh, scale out architectures from a, a hardware perspective. Um, do, are you seeing Dell adopt more of the bimodal phrase or do you see us sticking with ours or, or do you see them as um, disparate worlds? No, I think it's, it's very similar definitely, but um, I don't see a reason why Dell should adopt that word because not everybody, you know, um, everybody reads Gartner or everybody likes the Gartner terms, right? Uh, so that's uh, so that's definitely my take on that. But having, uh, you know, you mentioned a very good point there of uh, cost optimization and things like that. I think one of the biggest driving factor, and I and this is what I write in my blog also, and my take is that you can call it whatever you want. You can call it mode one, mode two, agile, waterfall. You know, but at the end of the day, what IT is really moving towards is providing a value to the business, right? And um, it's not all about, so now today, the technology is the one which is driving the business. Earlier, you had a business model, then you would go to your IT guy, say, oh, this is my business model, I want you to implement it. But today, the IT guys are saying that, hey, here's some new technology, and uh, if you, and you know, we probably have to change our business model in order to you know, uh, adhere to this new technology that is coming out, right? So that's why I always think like, you know, uh, optimization curve, bimodal IT, always talks about, you know, IT being shifted towards more uh, auto automation, uh, lean IT, rapid delivery, best of breed tools, which can provide value back to the organization. Great. Yeah, definitely. Like this is a theme that you're hearing more and more, especially here at Dell. Yep. So I think before we go to a quick Q&A, Christian, do you have anything else? No, like that, I think that was great. That covered pretty much uh, anything I had. Of, of, I feel like I can go be dangerous in a lot of places. Uh, so, Thameem, is there, 
any last comments you want to make? Anything you feel like we missed as part of your customer engagements? Uh, uh, something you really want us to understand as a takeaway? Um, or, or do you feel like we covered all the, the pertinent points? No, I think all the questions were to the point. I think you guys did your homework and like, you know, you had questions to the point. I don't have anything. I made some notes, but I, I cannot see anything <laughs> that's missing from the notes that I want to talk about. So. Great. Just so you know, as we wrap this up, we publish this out. It comes out in a podcast on Monday. We publish it out to our website, talkingio.com, uh, where you can stream it or you can go on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google, Google Play. Google Play. Uh, and we'll have, I'll send you a note uh, and make sure that we get everything captured in a written format as well for show notes. So folks can find the blog links and some of the other, uh, like the Gartner um, Magic Quadrant, a couple other key things. Yeah, and, and I just, you know, Stuart, a compliment. I also want to extend a compliment as well. The blogs were great. Uh, it was, uh, I stayed up a little bit last night and reading those. They're extremely helpful. Thank you. Yeah, your, your microservices description. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your microservices description is the best I've heard. Yeah, that was oh, great. That was <laughs> what I had in mind. Yeah. yeah it took um, me three months to write the blog, though, in case you want to know. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, Hey, so we've only got a few people left on the line. I think we had some audio quality issues, which I think have actually come through fine on our system. So the, the re reproduction will be really good. Um, but for those on the line, are there any questions we can answer for you guys? Anything that uh, on this topic or others, right? Um, well, I know we missed our news segment today, but we'll catch that. You know, the news will always happen. Hey, did you do anything, Samim, did you do anything for the, the eclipse? Uh, so I was sitting and walking in my basement and I saw some kids running around. And I was thinking like, what are they doing? And then I'm like, Oh no, wait, I need to go see the eclipse. So I went out and then I borrowed the glasses from them. And then I saw the <laughs> Stole the little kids' toys. And yeah, my wife and my uh, and a kid there in Dallas. So I think like my, my wife would have reminded me there was an eclipse. But yeah, I was watching it online and like, you know, I was, I was following it. I'm a, you know, obviously I'm a little geeky around these things. So I enjoy it. Um, and I'm from India. So a couple of years back, it happened in India. So I've witnessed that in India too. So. Not like it was my first Oh, okay. Life. So you actually <laughs> saw it. It's not like us who've been yep. dry on for 40 years. Yep. I uh, I took it the next level. I drove, we, we happened to be in Atlanta this week for our, our summit. Uh, I drove the, it was only a three hour trip up to the path of totality. Ooh. And then I got the um, six hour car ride back. Ooh, <laughs> took the awesome. red eye. It was a good solid 24 hours, but it was worth every what? bit of it. Totally. Although I got to say, the news images mm -hmm. were pretty amazing on your flat panel TV. Like I was watching it from other places, you know, before the event happened here. And uh, I was like, all right, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was in there. Man, that's great. Yeah, that's great. I did. I actually, I actually managed to get some cool pictures out of it too. Like I was really excited. No, yeah, I was in the air, so I missed it. Had a, the pilot made an announcement that he was going to try to um, fly into its path at some point, but he says, don't get your, don't get your hopes up. Yeah. I'm sure every pilot on that East, West, West, East route <laughs> right. was asking for permission to, to deviate course. And they're like, no, we're not paying for the gas, man. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. Well, cool. Hey, um, I'm really hoping that, that we get zones more engaged and our channel partners more engaged. Uh, I, I think it's just one of those things that fits so many business problems that as a Dell EMC guy, our customers don't even think to come to us and go, hey, I'm having integration issues, right? That's just not something they naturally go to. So I think it's important we we make our customers aware of, of this solution set. Um, so I'm looking forward to working with you. Uh, Chris and I will keep to start evangelizing from our side. I do think it's one of the great products. And then you mix Boomi with our Pivotal Cloud Foundry yep. and then some of the 
the priest rolled solutions that we're doing across the board. And it's a, it's a whole new bag of conversations, right? Yeah, we have some great conversations coming up uh, just for the people on the line. Um, uh, we had some conversations with uh, members of VirtuStream and uh, 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 me with Boomi. Uh, who else did we speak with? Azure Stack Our, is Azure coming Stack, up. Azure Stack. So it's just, we, Dell is uh, really in a, in a great place to solve a lot of the customers' needs in, ter in terms of uh, cloud and beyond. So again, Thameen, I want to thank you for joining us. Yeah. Yes, thank you so much. This has been another episode of Talking IO. Host Christian Cloud and Stuart Harmon. We appreciate you listening. Follow us on TalkingIO.com or on Twitter at TalkingIO. 